Welcome to the State of Energy. I'm Rand DeWitt, along with the man who actually gave his father the talk. <laughs> Tom Clark, Executive Director, Rocky Mountain Propane wow. Association. <laughs> wow. It's a true story. I was either going to go with that or the man that Joe Biden calls corn crop. Instead of corn pop? Instead of, instead of uh, corn pop. Nice. Yeah, your, your corn crop. <laughs> Did you know that we're presented by the incredibly amazing people and products of Mopeka? Mopeka. What is Mopeka? They are the global leader in sonar tank monitoring systems. I mean, it's what the size of a silver dollar, maybe, that goes on the bottom of your tank. It just kind of clips on there. And then you have uh, all the information goes to your phone so you know exactly how much propane you get in your tank. You can do this with a mug of beer, and it'll tell you down to the drop how much, how much uh, beer you have. It can do that in a keg. It can do it in a 90,000-gallon <laughs> drum. But it's made for the propane tank. Yes. Let's, yeah, let's make sorry. that clear. It's made for <laughs> propane, but can be used for beer. You can get this, you, you can get this thing on uh, Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, they encourage you to go to mopeka.com, M-O-P-E-K-A.com, because it's accuracy above everything with the folks at Mopeka. We have to have them back on. Oh, we do it. We do it. We do appreciate their support. Of course, and we hope to have them on again soon. Uh, great guys, great interview. Um, also, go to thestateofenergy.com. You can find the where to buy button. Also, listen to past shows, find out about rebates, and we're on Instagram at the state of energy. And uh, we've got a lot going on here coming up in the next few weeks and in, in the weeks behind you. You're just a busy dude all the way around. There's a lot of stuff going on, man. It's it's hard to be everywhere all the time. It's hard to I, be I, Tom Clark. It is. It's a tough gig. <laughs> we got National Propane Day coming up on October 7th. Yep. Which is also the 75th anniversary of the Rocky Mountain Propane Association. And Tom has been there since day one. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, you know the the National Propane Day is is pretty cool. This is the second year that we've uh, celebrated this, and and really the celebration is about how to provide the country with this low carbon uh, emissions. This whole entire save the planet, cut your emissions. How do we do that? And and what is propane's role? play into that because we can't we can't do this without propane it, it is going to be impossible to transition into this zero emissions footprints without the role of propane it's it's, it's going to be impossible to do that and you and you hear a lot of people on the news or on the internet talking about going to zero emissions by 2030 or 2050, uh -huh. it is going to be impossible unless we have propane help and not just as a transitional fuel, but as a primary source as well, because we've got a lot of cool things that propane can provide in a renewable um, in, in just a regular low carbon fuel propane's there already. But when you, when you put it into the renewable aspect as well, that's being produced every single day currently right now, propane plays a very important role into reducing the, the carbon emissions that we are so concerned about. We are consumed over this like every single day yeah everything in the news is talking about 
lowering your emissions at your home, at your business, in the in the businesses that you invest into, in your shoes, in your hair, everything has some type of tie into where does your where does this carbon footprint play into these products that you're that you're purchasing, and it's just going to continue to get to get more and more in depth into these things, and we really need to celebrate how much propane has already provided this this low carbon fuel for so many years and then what it's going to do in the future um, and, and that's what national propane day is all about is just celebrating all the work that propane has already done and what it's going to do in the future to help us accomplish these low carbon emissions initiatives that we're so consumed over bottom line propane is the cleanest start to finish folks start to finish the fuel, I mean, it's the most abundant, it's affordable. I mean, is there a more optimal fuel for right now than propane? No. We're not talking about trying to make everything in the world run on propane because we're not that naive. No. We understand that this is going to take a lot of fuels. This is going to take a lot of different sources of energy. It's going to take everything that we can get our hands on to to fuel the world economy um, but we have to do this in a responsible way that's economically responsible because without paying without playing favorites and making china rich. well e- even just using our own debt our own debt clock as an example <laughs> uh, what's going on in the news right now what's the big headlines it, it, it's the government shutdown that that's it looming uh-huh. you know, and, and dangling over everybody's heads. Oh, well, we, we can't agree on how much money that we're going to spend that we don't have. Like, can you imagine if you were fighting with your wife over, you know, the, the extra money that you don't even have? Like, which credit card should we throw it on today? That's what these guys are, are, are arguing about right now in the news. And at the same time, trying to push all these clean fuels onto us and all these clean uh, energy choices or options that that they're trying to get us to to take with these subsidies that we can't even afford to give out and we don't have to be doing we don't have to do this right now we could be helping the environment if i would say i would go to say on on a faster clip than we're doing with electrify everything you can save money and cut emissions just like the guys down at Ruby's Inn did in in Southern Utah. That was a very cool event. Now, you were just there uh, because uh, the Propane Education Research Council, our homies at Park, um, uh, they gave uh, Ruby's Inn an award for the uh, Energy for Everyone Hero Award. And you were there. I was there. Yeah, that was that was pretty exciting. It was just a few days ago. Uh, Ruby's Inn is at the gateway of a national park. It's called Bryce Canyon National Park. And if you've never been down to southern Utah, there's a ton of national parks in, in Utah. I, th- I think it's the most national parks in any state. But there's a special one called Bryce Canyon, and it is beautiful. It is, it is a, a really cool orange looking canyon that's just carved out through throughout this big valley it's it's beautiful Uh, and and at the entrance of this is ruby's inn and ruby's inn has been around since day one Uh, it was there before the national park was there that's how that's how old this ruby's inn and i think from like 1916 is is when they 
um, started serving uh, servicing the visitors there before Bryce Canyon was even a national park. But today they have a whole bunch of buildings and hotels and rooms. I think over 700 hotel rooms is what, you know. Yeah. It's a lot of lot of visitors. They replaced their old boilers with 183 Renai on-demand water heaters in 19 buildings that support over 700 hotel rooms. And that's saving them a minimum of three hours a day in maintenance and not a single guest refund due to cold showers, which had cost them $60,000 a year before the upgrade. That's what, yeah, that's, that's exactly what the manager was telling us during this press conference is that uh, they would have these buses of tourists come in. I'm not a, I'm not a big bus guy. I don't, I don't usually go on a, on a trip and get on a bus, but there's a lot of people that do that. They want to, they want to visit all of these parks and they want to get on a tour bus and show up to these nice hotels. And when you're on a tour bus all day long, you really want to get in there and get a, get a hot shower. Yeah. And they were, they said they were refunding $60,000 a year because of cold showers and since they switched all of those boilers over to a on-demand hot water heater uh, that runs on propane, not a single refund. And they've helped eliminate 5,200 metric tons of carbon dioxide. Do you know that this is the equivalent to greenhouse gas emissions from uh, 1,400 gas-powered passenger vehicles driven for a year? 1,400 cars. 1,400 cars. Uh, 771 million smartphone chargings. Wow. And 795 homes energy use for an entire year. And this is all just coming out of Ruby's Inn. From using propane. Yeah. It's, that's a, it's an amazing story, and it has so many different aspects to it. It's, it's, it goes from, okay, we're, we're clean energy that this that – this, uh, resort is using they're saving money because you you have to think about this in like the the whole the whole cycle here it's okay like we would love everybody to use clean energy but does it cost you a fortune to do it that that that's kind of a that's a negative right we don't want to we don't nobody wants to do that if it's going to cost them a bunch of money these guys are saving money by by using propane and and then they get this guest experience where the the guy was talking about the the manager there was talking about not only is is a refund bad but even worse than that is when somebody leaves you a bad review Mm -hmm. because they had to take a cold shower that that next morning so you you have all these different financial aspects from bad reviews to refunds and then maintenance costs lowered maintenance costs they the guy they were saying they they had three or four guys that all they did in the morning was go around and try to fix these other water heaters that weren't running on propane and and they cut that 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 labor cost out and these maintenance guys were able to do other things to increase the the guest experience over there so and 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 they really don't even talk a whole lot about the environmental impact but what you're what you're saying there with that co2 5200 mm-hmm. metric tons of carbon dioxide removed because of their 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 choice to use propane is it's amazing and it and it really is a, a great award for them to uh to receive and they're going to continue to use propane as long as they can can you imagine being up there in the middle of nowhere and and trying to get other types of of energy up there no 
No, it, propane is the answer. Propane's the answer. And thank goodness. And again, we're not anti-hydro, solar, wind, thermal. We're not, we're not anti-other energies. What we're talking about is making sure that propane has its right place in the list of options without us being forced to electrify everything uh, but costing us more money, not being as clean as advertised. Just saying. And here's the biggest thing. That, that I think everybody should should understand about this Ruby's in investing almost a million dollars of their own money because there was no government subsidies to force them into an electric water heater or some electric heat pump or something like that. This was all done with private money. See, now there's the point. It's like, okay, zero subsidies and actually being able to save money and taking this action versus, hey, I'm going to get an extra $7,000 if I get this type of a vehicle or whatever. But then it winds up costing you twice as much down the line. Well, and then that's not a problem with propane and what Ruby's is doing. And then the last part about this, and then I'll get off of this soapbox, is the actual true emissions savings on this mm -hmm. compared to the energy that they're that everybody uh, is trying to force us to go on into which is electricity the emissions savings from rubies using propane versus electric is a 50 percent reduction in their carbon footprint because the electricity that they would get to that area would be all coal powered and it is uh, the EPA and the GREET. The GREET is a, a greenhouse emissions study um, acronym that they use. It, it It's a fact that propane is 52% cleaner than the electric grid across the nation. Is your girl Greta getting this message or no? <laughs> it, 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 you know, maybe one day we will get some magic source of energy or electricity that doesn't require um a, a greenhouse emissions to produce but it's yeah probably skinwalker ranch it, didn't we have a conversation with this with congressman Moore? We, we i don't know i don't i don't know when this is gonna happen but maybe maybe one day uh in in a thousand years we'll have some electric source that that doesn't produce emissions but today and tomorrow and for as long as we're gonna be around we don't have clean electricity that that's zero emissions and we do have propane that can help us get to the lower emissions that everybody desires to have. You're listening to The State of Energy. That is Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Rand DeWitt. You can find out more about how propane can improve your life by going to thestateofenergy.com. That's thestateofenergy.com. Another great story uh, is out of Superior Energy Systems. Announced this week that its line of Proven 2000 propane autogas dispensers have pumped their 100th million gallon. 100 million gallons. 100 millionth gallon. That's, a, I mean, that, that, what that is, just for those that don't know what Superior Energy Systems is or what we're even talking about here, that is gallons that went into a vehicle. So that, that that's, uh, these guys make a refueling station that would fuel a school bus. It could fuel a water delivery truck. There's a lot of delivery vehicles that, that love to use propane and they, they tend to kind of, 
they keep that a secret. <laughs> it's it's kind of odd. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. They don't want their competitors to know why they are uh, more profitable or why they can reduce their cost um, because they're using propane. And if you if you go out and share that with the world, then all of a sudden, oh, uh, you know, now everybody's using propane because uh, they're they they have a lower operating cost and they're more competitive. It is a competitive advantage for you to run your fleet on propane, and we see that uh, all over the place. There, there's there was uh, there's there's an article that we were we were talking about that shows the. Uh, a propane auto gas in the fleet owner magazine. Yes. They're lowering their costs by using propane um, in their fleet. And this company, this is uh, an LKQ. They're like a parts delivery service. They're all over the place. They're, they're all over the country. They've got a whole bunch of vehicles, but they kind of, they kind of try to keep that close to them because they don't want all the other delivery services to know, Hey, this is why we're, we're, we can survive in some of these economic downturns and why we can cut our costs. And, you know, this uh, story you're referring to, to fleetowner.com is where the story is posted. Uh, it says electric passenger vehicles, for example, lose up to 20% of their range in cold weather. And an electric van fully loaded with cargo or an electric pickup hauling equipment can expect to lose significantly more. Now, in the winter months, electric vehicles might have an 80 mile range because of heating. Now, this is coming from uh, Randall Jubb, president of Jubb's Bus Service in Maryland. In the spring, the range might hit 110 miles. But when we get back to air conditioning, we're back to 80 miles. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. We're at 400 miles with a propane bus, regardless of weather. Game, set, match. You don't. You, there's not even a discussion at that point. Like, are we going to go 80 miles or are you going to go 400? And if you're in the delivery service and you you're looking at, hey, we need to lower our our greenhouse emissions um, to to really, I don't want to I don't want to sound too far off here, but to appease shareholders or uh, to to try to be a better steward this is tom dancing everyone i, I am dancing around this right <laughs> there, there's there's certain groups of people that are pushing this greenhouse emissions agenda yeah and propane is here to support the the, the lower emissions for sure like we're, we're we're all about that and if if you're in, in a situation where you're trying to to react to some of this stuff and you're thinking, should we go with a, an electric van or should we buy a propane van? The driver of that 80 mile range loaded vehicle versus the 400 mile range. Tell me which one you would want to be there. You definitely don't want to have that range anxiety going, man, I've got to go here and I got to make this delivery here. And then if I, if I have to turn around and go back this way, like where, where am I going to end up at the day? And why we, well, and on top of that, what about the maintenance cost? The amount of money that you've got to spend on EVs versus what a propane vehicle offers. I, I think the wasted amount of time where your driver is sitting there looking for a charging station or just sitting there waiting to charge <laughs> tops all of that maintenance, everything. Because if you got a 400 mile range, you got your whole day 
planned out. You're, you're, you don't need to worry about where am I going to fuel up? You're going to do your route and you're going to go back to the, to the shop or the office, wherever you park your vehicles and you're going to have an on-site refueling, um, dispenser right there. You're going to have one of these, one of the 100 million gallon dispensers that, that superior put out and you're going to fuel your feet fleet up. And then you're going to carry on the next day without worrying about that range anxiety. And then Mopeka is going to let you know exactly how much <laughs> truck has. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Mopeka. Go to Mopeka.com. Uh, now, also this other story is kind of interesting. The United Auto Workers strike is going on now. There may be something in the next few days that gets it worked out. But this strike is actually buying GM time to address their nagging EV issues. They're, they're getting cover because they're not delivering vehicles. They're not delivering Hummers. They're not delivering Lyrics. I mean, it's, I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, the numbers, 47 Hummers in the second quarter were delivered, 47, that's it. You know how many they delivered in the first quarter? Zero. Two. Okay, that was close. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the margin of error was three. I'm good. But I mean, I just find this just so fascinating that it's like they, they're, they're almost happy or they are happy that there's a strike going on right now because it gives them cover to work on this supply chain issue. They get to work this out. Yeah, it, it's interesting. This electric vehicle, I, I don't, I don't even know what the proper uh, name for this for this increase of 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 wishing that you wanted a an electric vehicle. Uh, these pre-orders, these hundred dollar pre-orders, what do, what do we call that? If somebody gives you a deposit of a hundred dollars, like wishful thinking or layaway, a layaway, a layaway program, GM got 90,000 pre-orders for the electric Hummer, 90,000. And they are producing 40 last quarter. And that's like a hundred years worth of orders. <laughs> How this is not being covered more as an issue is beyond me. And do you think that that issue is part of what's going on with the strike? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the strike. Obviously, the strike is all about better uh, conditions, you know, they, more, they money. more money, more yeah. money. Yeah, but but if they agreed, you know, if they're if they're just like, well, go ahead, strike because we got to fix some of our battery problems. I don't. I don't know if that's if that how much that really has uh, to do with that because in in the whole grand scheme of things, GM produced 1.6 million vehicles already this this year, and only two percent of those were electric. So GM's still producing 98% of their vehicles are gas powered. So maybe this will give them a chance to fix up some of their electric vehicle challenges, but they're, they're not, they're not changing. They're not changing anything. They're still producing the electric or the gas powered vehicles because that's what people are buying. You're nobody's going to buy this Hummer, but that's a, a 10,000 pound piece of battery <laughs> one you can't get it and it doesn't two it makes sense it's i it don't even know how much doesn't. it is but i bet you i bet you it's stupidly expensive but this 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 is just the narrative that we're listening to all the time and it's kind of like this this uh Honda lawnmower uh, situation that happened where Honda quit making the gas powered lawnmower this month. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, you know, I, I did hear something. Okay. So, about so that. Honda, here's the, here's the back end of this. Honda stops building the gas powered lawnmower this month. And, and 
everybody's like, oh, yay, there's no more gas-powered lawnmowers. It's going to save the world. You know what they, they flipped that, that shop into or that big production center into? Huh. To making ATVs and side-by-sides. <laughs> gas-powered ATVs and side-by-sides. It, it's, it's just, you're just giving up one thing for another. And it, yeah, and they're trying to make us believe that. The, I mean, have you watched an NFL game? A football game lately? It's like every other commercial is some electric vehicle that's lighting up a you know post game in a whole stadium parking lot full of cars, and somehow yours rises up. I I don't know. It's if you if you really want to make a difference in in the environment today, switch your fleet over to a propane powered fleet. That'll that'll reduce costs to everybody because you won't take a government subsidy for it. It'll save your company a ton of money and you will cut your emissions more 50% more than if you went with electric. That is Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Rand DeWitt and we are always online. Where, Tom? Stateofenergy.com.